What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group. How you doing, folks? Welcome back to another episode of TWBLC. Season 2, Episode 1. How's it feel, Drew? Good to be back with you this week. Oh, it feels incredible. I just want to thank my family, my friends. Season 1. We appreciate all the listeners. We cannot be more excited for season two. We're going to let it rip. Absolutely. Exponential growth is what we're going for. We'll see if we get it. It's a tough road ahead, but we're willing to do it. Today, we're going to go right back to, to some of our roots here from season one with Hate of the Week. We might switch it up towards the end of the show. You might see a couple segments change. But, Drew, let's dive right in. Give me your... Hate of the week. Let's let's air some grievances, as they would say in Seinfeld. I'd be more than happy to air some grievances. I've had some stuff cooking up this weekend, and I'm eager to share. I'll start with my uh, primary uh, hate of the week that I am prioritizing this week, which is when you wake up in the morning, typically one of the first few things you do is brush your teeth. Unfortunately, I'm one of the folks who just out of pure... Um, you know, I don't even really know the word at this point. It's just what I do every morning, I guess, pure routine maybe, yeah. is right after I put the toothbrush on the tooth, toothpaste on the toothbrush, excuse me, I have to wet it a little bit. Yeah, of course. Sometimes, sometimes I pull the nozzle a little too far in the morning Knocks and it it's like a freaking water cannon putting out a fire, sprays the toothpaste right off down the drain. And I'm like, well... We got to restart. And it's like, you want something nice and simple, you know, just to set the tone for your day, something to just kind of go your way and, you know, get your legs out of you. Yeah. But when something like that happens, it seems small. But to me, those are the types of things that just, I just unfortunately let them get under my skin. And it's happened too often for me to not, to not bring it up on the pod. So that's my hate of the week. And I'm sure it happens more often than we think across our nation every day. Yes. Question for you now. Because I think I know what you're going to do on this. If the water rockets that toothpaste off into the sink, doesn't go down the drain, are you going to scrape it up with your toothbrush and still use it? Or are you just calling that one quits, flushing that one down the drain, and dialing up a new one? I'm typically dialing up a new one. I Yeah. I feel like I've wanted to probably just scrape it up off the sink. and that, But the idea of scraping it up off the bowl of the sink and then putting it back in my mouth just... Something just is kind of off about it to me. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't think I'm totally on board with that, especially with everything going on now with like germs and stuff. I'm just being extra careful. Cleanliness, I'm going to say my kitchen sink probably doesn't get washed enough, or not kitchen sink. I don't wash my teeth there or brush my teeth there. <laughs> uh, my bathroom sink probably doesn't get washed yeah. enough for, you know, spitting the toothpaste back down there or washing your hands. So I am not scraping it off there unless you know i'm down to my last bit of toothpaste and really have only a couple left before i have to go to the store and then then things get dire and and i'll be willing to scrape at that point i know you got an honorable oh, yeah. mention let's hear it i do and it's actually very recent as of this evening actually uh i was just at the cupboard with some family 
expected it to be fairly nice. We got there. It wasn't. Uh, so my hate of the week was tonight's weather, and I'll give you, I'll give you the average that that I just have a problem with. It's when it's about, you know, it's been between 80 and 85 degrees and sunny the last four days. So I kind of got lulled into this false sense of security. I'm wearing shorts, berries, and a long sleeve shirt to the cupboard. I get out of the car. It's about, you know, 60 degrees, foggy, misting. I felt like a damp, cold dish rag by the end of it did i enjoy my meal yes but i just it's it's not even the rain it's just like that light mist that's just teasing you and it's just cold enough where like you know silly me i have shorts and a long sleeve shirt on and i'm just freezing my behind off yeah and there's just it's just a weird intermediate type of weather especially this time of year and there's just nothing worse it it absolutely sucks I'll tell you, that same thing going out into the golf course, if you know it's going to be like pouring out and you have to play for some reason, you're going there with the full kit and caboodle, you're getting your rain gear, you're getting your pants, you're getting the old bucket hat, and you're fine. But it's the unexpected rain when you go out and you don't have that stuff because you were lazy or the bag didn't want to be that heavy that day. And it's miserable. It's so bad. You're just soaked all the way through to your core. And there's nothing like that rain getting to you and, and just putting a little chill in your body. That's that's really it. As yeah, for my hate of the exactly. week, I am going with cell phone subscriptions. And this dates back, I don't know how long ago this started. What, five, seven years probably? Yeah. When they shifted from you could get an upgrade for free because you've had that phone for so long and you've been with that subscriber for so long that Mm -hmm. you you felt like you're you know getting a good deal out of it now yeah you get a free or an upgrade it's just like hey you can get a a new phone but we're still gonna charge you a whole ton of money like what's the newest like one of the newer phones the iphone 11 right now you can't get that thing for less than 800 dollars. that's insane i remember back in the early 2010s when i was getting my first phone as a junior in high school you can get that thing for like 75 bucks granted it was a flip phone and could barely text but (laughs) exactly and the funny part too is first off i do want to note you were a late adopter of the cell phone a junior in high school is nowadays this kid's in fifth and sixth grade who literally cannot live without their cell phones i like to think Um, it taught me some socialization i can talk to people pretty good pretty good that's hey that's a i couldn't agree more long story short i think half the time now and all an upgrade means is hey congratulations you paid your bill for 24 months now you can pay it again for another 24 months with another phone or you can pay or you can literally pay like 980 bucks instead if you want to give it to us all right now in the apple store yeah We'll There's no it. reward. If you want to write a big yeah. check, we'll yeah. take it. Yeah, if you want to write a big, yeah, we'll take it here right now, and you can leave, and you don't have to pay a dime after that. But guess They're what? Literally There's just saying, no hey. subtraction of any of the costs of fees for that. It's the no. same amount. No. Like, you're getting yeah. screwed it's, either way. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I do remember back in the day where, like, you would you would be able to get an upgrade, and you were like, yes. Like, and the phone was nothing. It was peanuts. It was just paying the monthly bill for the, for the plan. And now it's like you, every what is it, 24, 36 months or so, whatever, I don't know. Yeah. It's like you're paying up the ass because you need the new, you need the next best thing. It's, oh my gosh, it's a nightmare. I don't know when along the lines of 
cell phones, it, it turned, but it is not an enjoyable experience. My honorable mention this week, going to refer back to golf because something always gets me riled up during the week. This yep. one's been brewing for a while. This goes back to really my caddy days back at Myopia Hunt Club. And then like just seeing all the, the uppity courses, you know, around the North Shore and then as you travel. But one of my college teammates on the girls team was her dad was a member at Pine Valley. It's regarded as the number one course in the world. Unbelievable. But at some place I will never play personally, even if I get the chance to, because their policies are dated back to the 1860s or whenever it oh, was yeah. that women actually got the right to vote and now but they can't be a member at pine valley so it, it's courses what? like that that have these membership policies where they exclude a certain portion of the population and it's not just like this is a hard set no woman in the membership Augusta National was like this probably until, I don't know, 2012. Condoleezza Rice was the first female member there. So it's not like it's removed that far, but it's absolutely asinine. And the thing is, those are like the major policies from the two best courses in the world, I'd say. There's so many other courses that have the culture of like, oh, we're not going to let this certain, you know, race, ethnicity, gender into this golf club. Not because they can't pay the bill. Not because they're of whatever status. That's another one that yeah. really ticks me off. Is like, oh, you're not oh, yeah. you're not old money, so you're not getting into the club. Tom Brady couldn't get into Brookline Country Club, the country club, because he wasn't like old money. He's the yeah. king of he was the king of Boston sports. That's yep. bananas. He lived on the golf course through. One of the golf holes ran along his backyard, couldn't get a membership there. It's my rant of the week. Yeah. I absolutely despise it. And whoever runs those clubs, I hate you for the rest of my life. If you're ever putting those policies into place, you're the lowest of low humans. That's my rant. First, <laughs> Mic drop. First off, I bet Condoleezza Rice hits absolute missiles. First off. She she is everywhere in the sports world. I mean, she's on... I bet she hits bombs. She's a member at Augusta, and then she's doing the selections for the college playoffs all the time as well. She's on the... Wild. Team. She just pops up. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievably impressive, I'll say. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I didn't know that was a thing, to be honest, but that is absolutely outrageous that it is, in this day and age especially. So that is a damn shame, and I fully support your hate of the week. Wonderful. Do, do you have a do you have a secondary? Do you have an honorable mention? That was my honorable mention. I know it it was probably like a primary. I've been waiting to get that off my chest for a while. So, Cuz it seemed like it was a big like it was a okay. All right, that's fair. It was my honorable mention cuz we talk a lot about golf, but yeah. I think it related to everything else in the world right now. I would completely agree. Let's get on to our next segment. This one goes out to Jaybird, as we call him, at Beneath the Bar. Hold on, hold on. Do we want to do our guest hate of the weeks? Yes, we do. I completely ran past this once again. I'm Second so, week in solely a row, you focused on me and you. Which is fine. I know. That's totally fine. I'll go. I'll go ahead. Yeah, fire away. My two guest hate of the weeks, Harry Azaro. This is one that I 
love, and it knocked me and Kurt off our feet when we first read it. Yep. So shout out to him. His hate of the week, Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. Yeah. Now that is all time. I haven't contacted him to get more details. I'm hoping I can. I presume it's because he's just an old lazy hag. And <laughs> like this, what, what's the what's the kid's name? Who oh. has to drag his ass out of there? To, Charlie? Like, Charlie and the Chocolate Char- Char- I mean, yeah. Right? What an idiotic question by me. That's the friggin' name of the whole I had to think. movie I had to, above. I had to dig a little deep there in the back. Charlie has to drag his damn... First off, the environment that his grandpa lives in is absolutely repulsive. It is disgusting. It is sad. So I totally support it. He just seems like somebody who doesn't care. He needs to care more about his nephew. I think he needs to actually... What gets people is the, the fact he comes back with the ticket and that guy skyrockets up out of that bed. I think that's what... Some would say that's almost fraudulent. Yeah. There's yeah. a little bit of fraudulence there. Like, like he was, was he faking, faking it? it? Was he milking yeah. it? Because he gets that golden ticket and all of a sudden it's like he's a superhero. And yeah. he can just act like he's a professional basketball player jumping onto the gym out of the bed. Yeah. So... Fraud of the week, hate of the week, I think both, personally. And I I want to quickly catapult off to my next uh, guest, hate of the week submission, Mike Fasciano. He said, people who cross the street all willy-nilly and choose not to use the sidewalk right next to them. I paraphrased it. That's how I see it as. I got to say, I probably had done that before. Yeah. I hate to say it. I think everybody has. I'm a little bit lazy, but I get it as... He's a police officer. He needs to enforce these things. He has a different perspective to us. Shout out to him. Yeah. But it I, makes sense. If there's, a, if there's a crosswalk there, use it. Simply put. Yeah. Like, you obviously don't go out of your way to See, not use it. I think you're But sometimes you just have this. to. I think you've got this one wrong. So to quote him, people who run in the road when the sidewalk is right next to them. So it's the, it's oh, the oh, action. Oh, this oh. is totally different. Like, yeah, everybody's jaywalking out there. And so this cares. isn't jaywalking. This no. is literally get get your ass on the sidewalk. Type yeah, of thing. yeah. So I don't have like, a don't problem. Like, don't walk in the street. I don't have a problem with the runners usually because I feel like the runners are respectful. They'll, they'll dash off to the side in the grass if there's some room maybe. And I think yep. the roads, like the ones that are – the one that goes to Good Harbor with the guardrail – they added extensions so you can now do it. But before that, there was no place to run other than that road. That was no. all you had. And and you were lucky yeah. to get out of there alive. Yeah. I hate the bicyclers. They feel like they're on the road. They Who don't doesn't? signal. They're the absolute worst. Like, yeah, I get the whole you got a road bike. You can't ride on the sidewalk. But guess what? You can ride in that little, like, slip of breakdown lane and not be halfway out in the street where I have to cross the yes. median and face an 18-wheeler oh, barreling down dude, the road. On the back shore, my truck has been compl- not even not even over the median. It's been completely in the other lane. When there's like a row of six bikers, and you have to try to go 45 to get by them before another car head-on collisions yeah. you. And you got to speed up. And, yeah. And you and they're like, oh, like, they're probably thinking, oh, this guy's an a-hole. He's like, you know, speeding by us. No, I just don't want to die. Yeah, Thanks and I don't want to sit behind you going nine miles per hour on a 25. No, no that, thank you. That's going to roll right into our next fan submission from Ricky Rignola, the umpire from Season 1, Episode 1. He put in this week, cars 
or drivers, for instance, that don't signal if they're changing lanes or taking a turn. This one's a big one I don't think anybody likes, just like the bicyclers, because it's abrupt stops, you know, those those brake lights come on and you're not yeah. expecting it, and all of a sudden you just went from 60 to about 10 miles per hour because this guy's trying to take a five-mile-an-hour turn. Terrible. Happened to me last week on the highway, getting on the highway from the rotary, going over the bridge. This guy doesn't – not only did he not use his blinker, doesn't even look. Almost sideswipes me in the passing lane, um, and I just lay on the horn for like 45 seconds. Yeah. And it's like how – like come on. It's basic – like driving school techniques and it doesn't take anything but a little flick of the finger pretty simple pretty simple and now i'm going to get on to what i believe is our best i think drew may agree just based on the amount of discussion we can give and this guy he put one in last week he didn't get in it wasn't good enough we deemed but i'm glad he came back and he came back strong for the king hate of the week i would call it it's ej santarpio of a member of the Santarpio family for Santarpio's shout out Santarpio's pizza and pizza. Oh well my God. Regarded. It's so good. Yes. Well regarded. Shout so out Santarpio's. Each sent us unspreadable butter. The one that is in the fridge, you take it out and you're trying to, you know, maybe get it on some sort of English muffin or anything. Yep. And it, yep. it refuses to spread. It just sticks in that one glob and you're having to force that bread down to get it's it like to flipping it over the knife and stuff. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's the worst. So, go ahead. With that said, I did this. Th- this happened to me this morning. All right, toast, and really anything for me, it's about timing. That once the toast hits the plate out of the toaster, you need to put the butter on. And then after timing, what is it about? Patience. If you wait seven to ten seconds, that butter is going to be already running over it. All you need is that metal knife. You give it a little little once over, and you're in pretty good shape. It's about timing and patience, and you can make it work. I understand not everybody has those two things, and I'm not saying that he does. I'm not saying that he doesn't. Me personally, I can I can get through that type of, you know, Mental hate of the week. I, yeah, I can get through it. It's about patience. You wait, you, you let the, you let the, whatever you're toasting, do the work for you. You let it, you say, here, take the reins, warm it up. And then you just give it a little once over with the knife and you're in pretty good shape. In his defense, you are a local when it comes to a little bit of a commute. What do you, what do you got? Maybe seven, eight minutes to work. He's, he's working the old Boston grind. So it's a little different. He doesn't have as much time to let his, his butter melt. I get that. Understood. And fair. All right, thanks, EJ, for that one. And now we'll get back to what I originally introduced as the Jaybird special here. It's in honor of Jason Vizina. It's the cheap meal of the week. We're going to do our favorites here. We're going to give you a meal, a snack, and then a little flex option. Drew, I'll start off with you. We'll go back and forth here. Give me your meal. All right, blow for blow. I'll give you my meal. This is so easy. I In my sleep, upside down, backwards, I could give it to you. This is from Maria's in Gloucester. The pizza and chicken palm spe- combo we do, me and my dad. Okay. If Even if we just go, we'll get a cheese pizza and order a chicken palm. You split it. Oh, my God. Anybody who knows any anything, the pizza is good. 
like I'm talking top two or three in town. Yep. But the chicken palm, boy oh boy, is it a sneaky mistress? Not a lot of people know about the chicken palm, but I'll tell you, it is elite. So without a doubt, one of the best combos and without a doubt, the best cheat meal that I would ever go to is the pizza and chicken palm combo from Maria's. I like that. A lot of carbs in that one. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. I'll give a shout out to one of my favorite lunch places, as you know. People shit on their chicken fingers sometimes, but Destino's cheesesteak, side of fries, possibly here, if I'm doing a cheat meal. It's going to be a large cheesesteak, by the way, because that is going to fill you up. It's like 40 cents difference. People who get the small Destino's are frauds. Crazy. It's 40 cents. Yeah. And you get way more meat and way more like And just take it home, you know, put it in the fridge. Yeah, it's simple. It's 40 cents and you get get another meal out of it. It, It's just mind-boggling. Anyways, continue. But you know what I'm going with next? I'm going with that little (laughs) one liter bottle of Sunkist. That little one liter. And I'm drinking that whole thing and that's sitting right there. Dude, Sunkist, Destinos. Last time I was there, there's a real chance, if I remember correctly, I had already slugged an entire can of Sunkist before my chicken finger cheesesteak even hit the table. I already had another one cracked. It, if I, if I, let's say I was there for a couple hours, I had a pretty rampant pace going, no, almost he, like a, you know, like a Joey Chestnut type of situation where they're just flowing yeah you know here's the question you you had to go back up and pay for that other sun kiss too while you're waiting for your food which is the best yeah. part because you probably felt a little awkward going up there again and being like yeah tack on another sun kiss for me please tack on another one i did but again i didn't because i realized like how much i love it i'm like you know what i don't even care it's that good i really don't care what they think Metal because i enjoy sun-kissed. it that much oh my god oh my god you grab it out of the fridge and it's so cold it hurts your hand yep. when you go to put it on the counter to pay for it. And that's just a classic, you're going out to eat and you know the meal's not ready for 20 minutes, but you are on oh, your yeah. third Coca-Cola and they just keep filling that sucker back up for free. Dude, at like the Outback or something, Ugh. I'll have like, uh, no joke, I'll probably have three or four before yeah. I'm like done with my meal. It's I'd nuts. Say, I'd say the over-under on that would be set at three and a half. Like if you're... If you're feeling not like a complete, and if you're schmuck, thirsty, thirsty, three. yeah. And if you if you're thirsty, thirsty, you're getting four to five. Yeah, and it's oh my god, there's nothing like restaurant coke. We've been there, we've done that, but I just yeah. cannot let it die. Snack. I think I think I'm up on snack. My snack of the week. A lot of people are gonna know this. You're gonna know this. I've been preaching it for years. Double dark chocolate Milano's via pepperidge farm brand unbelievable product yeah i like them with milk without milk dry or a little so i'll eat them dry i don't really mind but like if i'm if i have nothing going on and i really want to just enjoy them get like a half glass of milk and just do a little dip and there's just nothing like it like people can say oh that's for oreos that's for chips ahoy i'm sick of all your you know, corporate big boy brand cookies. This cookie has been hiding in the shadow for too damn long. And I am sick of it. I am sick of it. Double dark chocolate Milano's. Not just single, not single chocolate, not milk chocolate. Double dark chocolate is the perfect amount of chocolate. Enough chocolate where it kind of offsets the ratio of cookie to chocolate. And it's an absolutely fantastic product. 
here's a question did i say up in new england is that a new england farm or is it am i thinking of cumberland farms the gas station i might be thinking of that you might be thinking of cumberland farms because i believe in florida i got double dark yeah, chocolate i can moms. definitely get them down here too is what i was thinking. yeah it's peppered farms is kind of sprinkled everywhere i think yep mine's pretty easy nowadays it's flips chocolate pretzels i get the bag and within maybe 20 minutes of sitting down the entire bag's gone it's the same with milano's it's the same with anything i have no self-restraint yeah. if it comes to a cheat meal and i will feel so bad for the next couple of hours to just keep pounding <laughs> those milano's and flips down no matter what they just taste so, too good they're they're like a wafer too you don't feel it yeah. until 30 minutes later and you're like now i feel yeah like they're pretty a, thin. a pile of dog doo-doo so, so this is a question I've asked you. This is pre-pod multiple times. At what point do you feel like a disgusting sack of just dog doo-doo? Like, I th I want to say four or five coming in. I think it's actually – I want to say it's five coming in a tray. Yeah, it is. Am I right for Milano's? Yep. How many trays are you like, okay, I am going to be – like, this is disgusting. Like, I think I could eat one – I could eat a tray – and be like, okay, that's perfect. Once you start getting into like a second tray, a second like deep into helping, it, like two, three, not good. It's like you're in, you're in the danger zone. Yeah, yeah. Now let's give us, a, give us a flex meal here. Anything. Flex meal. This is a summer special for me in particular. My ice cream game has been absolutely off the charts this past month. I've had more ice cream, I want to say, in the past month and a half than I have in the last two summers combined. I am off to an absolutely astronomical pace this Torrent year. Torrent pace. Oh my God. It's like nothing the world has ever seen. And typically I'm going to go with the staple. That is kitty. Just enough for me with my lactose intolerance. Shout out lactate pills, by the way. Lactate brand pills. Unbelievable lifesaver. I do kitty soft serve chocolate in a wafer cone. The wafer is that little guy. I know this has been a battle for years. Me and Leah had a duel about it last year. I think it was. Yeah, the wafer. It's a cone. big thing on Instagram, like wafer, waffle, you know, cake cone, whatever. It's a wafer cone. I love when you get like halfway done with the soft serve, and it's starting to melt into the bottom of the cone, and then when you get to the bottom of the cone, it's already sort of you know sucked up some of the soft serve, and you start eating the cone. And you're like, this is absolute money. Yeah. And then when you're done, it's just like such a solid, just perfect summer product for me. So I got to go with soft-serve chocolate ice cream and a wafer cone. Typically from Rose, by the way. LBDM, way too busy. Taurus Trap. Some would say, you know, a little bit pricier. Way I got to go with Rose. Rose, yeah. Okay. I mean, the the late great Salas closed down for a, a more profitable, probably, George's Coffee Shop. But that was, that was my go-to. Cheap, economical, and they gave you the most ice cream this side of the Mississippi. For me, my flex meal, I'm going to go breakfast. No, it's your hybrid, right? Your hybrid. Yeah, my flex meal. Oh, yeah, flex meal, hybrid. Okay, yep. go ahead. Breakfast, which I don't do very often, as you know. I'm more of a, a pageantry breakfast guy like, like Liz Luster is. But yep. I will take fried dough with chocolate milk and a side of bacon as my flex <laughs> meal. <laughs> Holy shit. That one... That one oh, will take baby. a while to settle, and I'm getting it from Charlie's place. They have some damn good fried dough over there. 
Now, I remember we went to Charlie's not too long ago, Kurt, and we, we didn't leave the happiest of campus. So you must have gone a couple times after. They might have won your heart back over. I love Charlie's Place Chicken Fingers, by the way, best in Gloucester. I'm not trying to throw dirt on them. I had their toast. It wasn't great, yep. but I believe you and I trust you. People forget we made the full rota of pretty much every breakfast place in Gloucester back in the day. Me, you, Billy, and Connor. We had a we had a weekly thing going on, and we we pretty much settled on Morning Glory for a while, but oh, they lost us too. Someone always lost us at some point. They, they lost they lost themselves. Ch- Let's not don't get it twisted. They lost the themselves. Cooks, maybe we don't. Know I what don't happened. know what it was. We the Madiga steak and eggs. Oh my God! It took my heart. And yeah, we'd always go in the summer too. So you'd get ready for the beach, yep. and that those scrambies and that modiga would just sit heavy in the stomach. Have to wait a couple hours before swimming. Oh, the looking, memories! Looking just thick down GHB. We'd walk in. Catherine would be smiling ear to ear. Back in the day. Yeah, or, or like old it. Jilly Mac too was there. For Jilly a... Mac was there. Yep. So with that, Drew, we'll we'll wrap up our little in honor of Jason Vizina cheat meal of the week. Let's go to Brian Eustace down in New Jersey. He's going to be our average Joe of the week. We're going to discuss just, you know, some daily occurrences. But we're also going to get to how he may be the hottest golf guy in the country right now. All right, folks. Here with my old college roommate, Yankees fan, Knicks fan, Giants fan. Oh, one one rough one. Well, the Giants are now a little rough too. But Brian, I mean, I mean, us. <laughs> go ahead. Thank you very much for having me. Sorry, what when you brought up the Giants, all I could think about is how many people are going to get arrested by the end of this. All, all of this kicker with the Dewey, Baker just bringing <laughs> guns, robbing people. It's unbelievable. It's one of those things where I don't even want to look at an update unless it's Saquon Barkley related. Yeah. That's it. They're they're becoming more towards your Knicks organization than anything. So you still like, got I the can't be t- you got the Yankees to hold on to right now, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't take two two seasons of misery. Like the Knicks, I always had it built in. Like, who knows what what stupidness is gonna happen? But we'll see. All right, so Brian, we're testing out a new segment this week. It's the average Joe of the week. We're just trying to get you know sense of what life is like during the weekdays. For the folks either running the office grind or or doing some of the the dirty work of the world so introduce yourself maybe what you do and then we'll just roll from there yes so uh currently live in new jersey i work with a digital marketing agency so we do kind of the website um ads for that but we had an office in the city and it's just been so bad and we're kind of going off of like google twitter where they're not requiring anybody till the new year so we gave up that that lease so permanently working from home really loving like not having to get up at like 6 45 now i kind of do like the 9 a.m like little toggle like by the bed just yeah. chill out <laughs> go to and then uh the trick that i found out is you got to get the the youtube video when you just have to be online you put a youtube video that's like 10 hours put it on in the background go outside for a little <laughs> oh bit my God. gotta that Dude, is he's got it all. Unbelievable. What's the uh, wow. attire choice for you when you when you're waking up and toggling that computer on? Uh, I would say it's just t-shirt, t-shirt shorts, 
they're starting to get into tank season because I'm not trying to be like as pale as I usually am. So I have yeah. like some time to kind of ease my way. Because if I go to the beach, like I'm gonna be toast for the first time this summer. <laughs> <laughs> now, 100%. is it is it a Zoom type of thing where you have to just turn the camera off, or are, are we having the camera on during meetings? What what goes on there? It, it stinks. Like at first, like I was able to just kind of have like my one like professional picture. That was it, and I could kind of hide in the background somewhere. To what I was saying, like let it keep going like nothing too important now they're starting to do like these icebreakers oh my god we did like a day in the life and it's just 28 people just awkwardly trying to jump in and just say their their thing and i'm like i want to jump through this window right now like it is brutal everything that you read about of like the awkward zoom meetings like yeah that's what we're doing <laughs> oh I, i've been there zoom is uh and really any of those platforms especially in like a corporate environment like that right now going on you know, four months, it's just absolutely exhausting. Whether it just closes on you with Wi-Fi, people trying to talk over you, people lagging out, it's quite the, uh, it's certainly quite the experience. And I got to say, I am pretty impressed with your, you kind of did your due diligence with the with the mouse tracking pad and the video. That's, I haven't done any of that, um, to be completely honest, but that is certainly pretty impressive to go to that extent. So bravo to you. Yeah. <laughs> Next Appreciate level. Appreciate it. Next level thinking there for sure. <laughs> next level scheming. Next yeah. level scheming. Talk to us about the commute into NYC. Now we're a couple of Boston guys, so we know the traffic when it comes to 95 southbound going into Boston from Gloucester and, and yeah. dealing with 93 and all the madness of the tunnels. But give us probably the worst traffic city in the nation up there with Boston. Yeah, in terms of like traffic, like I'm only taking a train in. There's no way I'm ever driving into the city. My dad used to do that, and it's just people like New Jersey people, I'd say, are pretty reckless, but like New York, there's just so little space in between like lights. So you have people just slamming on it, going like 60, and all of a sudden it's like a quick stop. So like I don't even <laughs> mess with that, but I'm dealing with uh, our transportation's like NJ Transit. I don't know if you've seen like. There's certain times because there's such old trains, like everything will break down. And then you've got a billion people in Penn Station, like people ready to go for that track to come up. So I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> so uh, quick, it, quick question for you, Brian, off the top. It, I hear rumors and myths about I follow this page on Instagram called Subway Creatures of NYC. Ooh, and yes. there's like people with their legs they're like hanging upside down playing the violin in the subway like with no clothes on there's people like just banging in the middle of the subway there's people like when covid first started there was people on the train on the subway with like uh, a woman's panties as a mask like I, I like every day like people dress up as babies like sucking their thumbs in a fetal position on the subway like i could i could write a book about all these social media posts I'm sure you could do a TED talk on it, experiencing it firsthand. Can you just tell me off the top of your head the crate if that is true, if everything I'm saying is true, what the craziest thing you've experienced in the flesh has been? So I think the weirdest thing was just like going so I'm going to work, like just got the coffee, fucking dead. Like I'm dead and I'm just trying to trying to get through the day. And I'm just like sitting there and all of a sudden there's just this like the smell. Some <laughs> dude at the end of the cart just shit his pants. Just shit his pants and is like sitting there like everyone's starting to look around and then it's like one of those things you get to the next stop everyone's fucking out we're like no thank you like this oh, is now your cart sir. well it, played was it an older man like was it a, a 
accident or was it a, hey, I'm going to shit my pants and I'm going to have this whole car to myself? No, this is a guy that's like posting up, like he's got his like cart taking like the kind of handicapped spot where there's like so much extra space. Like he's yeah. pitching a 10 for this, for this place. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I mean, hey, he accomplished what he wants. This is now his home for the next 24 hours, whatever. But he also <laughs> has to clean it up. <laughs> but he also has a big dump in his pants. Yeah, so that's a little tough. Yeah. Oh, I mean, double it's, a power move. it's a power move. I'm not going to – I'll say this definitely has its negative effects, but it was just one of those things where, like, I get into work and everyone's like, oh, how's it going? I'm like, I just got poop stink, like, in, in my nostrils. Like, I, I <laughs> you don't can almost it. taste it walking, in the, walking into the it's office. I'm going home. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Nightmare. Well, that's a, that's a good way to wrap up our little work-related discussion in NYC. But let's get on to the topic we really want to talk to you about this week. For two weeks, Brian has been the hottest golf guy in the country when it comes to selecting picks for financial investment, we'll say. Uh, there's <laughs> This past weekend, he was on absolute fire. The weekend before, he did well, but the RBC Heritage panned out perfectly for him. So just give us some like strategy talk, maybe talk us through the past couple weekends. Yeah, so I'm just going to start with saying, as Kurt knows, I know nothing about golf. Um, so kind of getting into it, there's just nothing else on. And it's on Thursday, or was it Thursday to Sunday yeah. every week? Like, I'll throw it on in the For background. Eight hours it's a day. Perfect. Yeah. Give me, inject it in my veins. Give me any live sports I can get aside from KBL at 4 a.m., which I'm still not even doing that. But um, mainly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a different tangent. That's a different tangent. But. Um, <laughs> Basically, I've been just reading people that do know golf, and, like, the big thing that I've been, like, noticing is just people, like, since it's so new, like, everyone's never had this long of a layoff. It's just people that are playing well. Like, the one that I was telling you about, Kurt, was, like, the Miss Smith guy who, like, proposed to his wife at, like, 18. I was like, yeah. yo, sign me up for this guy. He's been probably playing this his entire life. So just kind of, like, rocking with those guys. I will be honest, so I rocked with Webb. Webb was the boy from the start um, just because I read some some good stuff. But I, I was definitely – Definitely a little worried. Definitely a little worried yesterday when everyone's just racking it up and hitting all of these putts. <laughs> I think the problem also, Webb Simpson is who he's talking about, the champion this week. They underwrite Webb Simpson every single year. The man won a U.S. Open in 2012 at Olympic Club. Probably one of the best, you know, toughest U.S. Opens to play. They finished over par. Everybody who was in the lead kind of collapsed the last day. Jim Furyk to be one of the main ones. But they were talking about him yesterday. They're like, oh, you know, he's in this class with, like, Abraham Answer and this other lower-tiered player, but definitely up-and-comer. And I'm like, no, he is a major champion. He is up with the JTs and, you know, the Spieths. Maybe not that high up, like, because he doesn't week in and week out contend like they did or did at one point. But he's a major champion. you got to put some respect on that name, Webb Simpson. Well, the, the big thing was him just missing that cut and like with how many bets are coming in, like I think it was before the start of the last tournament was the most golf bets I think Vegas like ever had. So it's just like one of those things where like, people are just going to see like he, he was terrible last week. It was just like hot board. So yeah, the odds for somebody that has that kind of pedigree, according to the experts, he's played well at those type of courses. So like yeah. I'll rock with it. I liked it. He's a fairway finder and that's what the RBC heritage is all about. But your biggest news, I think, for the past two weeks and should be implemented throughout all of golf, 
Joel Dahman, I believe is how you pronounce his name correctly, but you dubbed him Joel Damon, as in Damon from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I think that could be the best PGA Tour nickname this entire <laughs> year and for years down the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like before kind of coming into this weekend, like I watched that Nightman Cometh episode just to get revved up for the boy. He's coming in hot with the bucket hat. Like he just, he doesn't look like that guy. I love him, but he just looks so awkward, but he's, he's killing it. And it's just like one of those things like, Hey, like I'll be different. I'm, I'm all in. I was telling Kurt, I think, uh, aside from his, his immediate family, I might be the biggest day man fan that's out. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so much easier to say that and just call him the day man. And it's, absolutely hilarious it's incredible i think he's a guy who would definitely get aboard it so we're gonna have to you know maybe maybe give it a tag maybe toss it out to no laying up one of the premier golf podcasts and see what they think about it yeah i was seeing um like last week with all of your like speed tweets i was thinking about just like creating a picture myself just like replacing uh like charlie kelly just putting his face and just like sending it over to him like yo number one fan let's do it (laughs) that's the one all right, Brian, that'll wrap up our little segment here. Thanks for coming on and being the little, you know, what's the word I'm thinking of? Little guinea pig average yeah, show? Yeah, the guinea pig of the average show of the week. It went well, I think. And I'm sure we'll be hearing from you some more, especially according to golf. Thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah, baby. Thank you very much. Love you guys. pleasure, man. All right, Drew. Let's get on with it. A dad joke of the week time. Once again, ladies and gents, it's that time of the day. Again, same old song and dance brought to you by Gloucester Gear. Where with the locals, where dad joke of the week again brought to you by William James Fosbury of Gloucester Avenue. Won't tell you the house number because that's confidential. Where things can get a little bit confidential. Long story short, here it goes. How do you know there's a clown in your kitchen? The food tastes funny. Oh, that is an all-time <laughs> Billy one. I've heard that one so many times, and I was trying to get it out before you could. I, I, I've never heard it. I was like, that oh, is absolute gold. That's a classic gold. Billy, like camping or something else. He gets it absolutely from John Fosbury. And oh, yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorite jokes of all time because everybody gets it immediately. <laughs> you know, it just it hits you right there. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you, Bill. Wonderful as always, Billy. I have a feeling you're going to be a recurring guest on the Dad Joke of the Week. You got you got quite the spectrum of jokes quite the, for that. Quite the repertoire. Yes. Yeah. All right, Drew, let's try out the new segment here this week. It's going to be yeah. Woman of the Week. Season 1, Boy of the Week. Yeah. We're switching over to the other side, fair and equal. Let's hear your Woman of the Week. Equal opportunity, my woman of the week. I don't know if a lot of people know who this is. Oh, Leah yeah. first introduced me to this woman. Her name is Chloe Ting. I repeat, Chloe Ting. She has this. She's a younger woman who has a YouTube channel, and she releases free work. Basically, like it's like a two-week ab shred. There's core workouts. She does a bunch of these, like you know, twenty to thirty-minute just ab circuit videos on YouTube that you can do. Takes no time at all. I'll tell you, they absolutely beat the bag out of you, but they are so good. I started doing them probably a month ago. I fizzled out because I'm weak and lazy. 
Got to get back into it. If you haven't and you're looking for a quick workout, just look up Chloe Ting on YouTube. There's a bunch of quick and easy like core workouts you can do. And boy, will they burn you. So go check her out. She's my first, what's the word? Not initial, but like, you know. Woman of the week. Sure. Woman of the week. Keep it simple. Speaking of fit women, I was going to go with a basic pick here, Natalie Portman, but I'm not going to do that anymore, Drew. I thought this over quite diligently. Game time decision. Game time decision. This is serious. And this is someone who I've always looked at and been like, she's got something. Rose Namahunas. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Also known as Thug Rose from the UFC. She's a... I don't know who that is. At all. one point, champion of the world. We'll, we'll get you informed. We'll post a, a picture or two. But I've been a fan of hers since she came on the scene and took out... I forget who it was. I want to say Polish? One of the Polish champions and was a heavy underdog in the fight and like came out of it and, and knocked her out in the first round. It was unbelievable. Nobody thought it was going to happen. She went on to have, you know, a couple, probably a year or two of champion status. And she hasn't fought in a while. But that's my woman of the week, Thug Rose. All righty. We'll wrap it up here. And we'll get some fan submissions for next week. It won't always be us. Maybe we'll have somebody on or we'll just talk through some. But let's wrap it up with our quote of the week, per usual. We'll never get rid of this one. This one comes from the White House at one point with Eleanor Roosevelt. She stated, A stumbling block for the pessimist is a stepping stone to the optimist. I think that's a good way to start the week off here at TWBLC. Pat from last year, play us out per usual. What's for lunch? TWBLC. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group.